Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for another episode of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, for those listening, I know it's only one episode, but it feels good to be back. The boys had to handle some business without me. How are we all doing on this morning? It's a little early for us, but uh, how we doing? Great. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. I'm, I'm two cups of coffee in. I mean, we had some uh, football last night. It was a great game. Um, y'all got to stop with that coffee. Stop. Just, hey, just know just know that if by the end of the episode, me and B-Wood are both yelling into the mic, it's because I'm going to be done with my coffee oh, yeah. too. <laughs> well, thank God I'm back. I'm sorry for those who had to listen to 10 minutes of the Jags and Texans talk. Thank God I'm back. I'll make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, so, yeah, we're going to hop right into it. Obviously, it was some uh, devastating news yesterday um, for the Ravens. I mean, I'm not going to make this long, but... Yeah, I mean, as a Ravens fan, it was definitely heartbreaking from a real-life perspective. But I'm just sorry to all the people who drafted J.K. and drafted Gus as a handcuff. I, I just don't know what you do at this point. I mean, like, I, I really don't know what else to say. That that just has to be heartbreaking. Um, if you didn't pick a lady on Devontae Freeman, whoever, Latavius Murray now, whenever you're hearing this, I guess, then I guess rob the hot hand whenever that happens. But, like, none of those guys are great, but – it's weird to hear all three of those guys at the same team when you actually seen them like in their proms. They all are really good running back. So like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know where I'm at with it. I don't know where you guys are, but I mean, I personally don't want any of the Ravens running backs. It's just I just feel like it's going to be a huge committee type thing, and maybe I'm wrong, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I'll be quick about it because we talk. I feel like we've talked about this backfield. I mean, we have several times because there's been several injuries. But one word of advice is if you have Le'Veon. And it's looking like he's going to have to play Monday because they don't really have a choice. And for some reason, he scores 18 or 20. Trade him away and run as far as you can because that probably won't happen again because, like Joe said, it's going to be committee. They've got three veteran running backs coming in to potentially play what one guy was trying to do. So I think that the only reason you would have any of them is for trade bait down the road, which is the only reason I have Le'Veon is for trade bait. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as these guys. It's like I was excited for a split second. Um, not excited, but like when Gus got hurt. And I think that was literally the day after they signed Le'Veon. I was like, okay, Le'Veon might be the lead guy. But then, you know, like Joe said, they bring in Devontae Freeman. They bring, they bring in Latavius Murray. And they still had that guy Williams who was, you know, originally on the team. So I was like, you really don't even know who's getting the carries um, this upcoming week. Um, I, I definitely do like the idea that Tilly mentioned um, using using one of those guys as trade bait. I mean, the starter for the the starting running back for the Ravens, whoever it is, whoever does get the most touches, um, should be a productive running back. So, like Joe mentioned, you can just try to ride the high hand or just kind of just stay away altogether. Um, it's really just up to what you want to do. I feel like it will be a little bit of a headache. So, I mean, me personally, I'm probably just going to stay away from it. Well, you got. Guys, hear this? The Bucks and Cowboys played last night. Recording this on Friday morning, so they played last evening. And uh, yeah, it was just good. It was finally good just to have some real football back, like all starters, just to kind of you know get the ball rolling and everything. I'm sure everybody's group chats, no matter where you are, were going off all night, just like ours were going off all night. Um, yeah, I really don't know where to start with the game. I guess I'll start where I want to start. Um, it's not. Super concerning to me is week one, so I wouldn't overreact. But 
and the Buccaneers have a really good defense, but the Zeke thing is a little concerning for me and just from a running aspect. Like, I mean, you look at the game. I mean, he ran over 40 to 50 routes last night, so it's not like he wasn't on the field. It was it was fine. He played over 65% of snaps, so it wasn't that like that was the problem. It was just like you would like to see him get targeted a little more. And hopefully, like I said, the Cowboys schedule does get easier, so – Zeke should be able to run the ball a little more, but it was just really tough for them to run the ball last night on the Buccaneers. So, I mean, it just kind of made it hard for Zeke to me. But I don't really know. Like, other than that, for me, that was the biggest thing as I was watching the game on everybody. Yeah, I mean, I got a couple takeaways from it. Um, I got that they are going to probably wrap the hot hand at wide receiver. Um, Don't be surprised if next week Mike Evans is the one who goes off. He had 3.9 fantasy points last night and half PPR. Don't be surprised if next week he's the one with 18 or 19 just because of how many weapons they have. And the other thing is, I think that the Ronald Jones hype and era for fantasy football might be over. Um, I think he saw a significant decrease in snaps last night than what everybody thought he was going to do. Leonard Fournette was catching the ball out of the backfield besides that one that they intercepted. Um, So, I mean, I honestly think that Leonard Fournette's the only guy on that in that backfield that's worth holding on your roster at this point. Uh, Ronald Jones had negative 0.9 points and half PPR. If you started him, you are very upset with that, and he might have lost you week one. Yeah, I mean, going back to what Joe mentioned about the whole, you know, Ezekiel Elliott thing, yeah, that was definitely very concerning. Um, I mean, it is fair to say Buccaneers are, in my opinion, I feel like they're a top five rushing defense. So, I mean, that is one excuse he has on his side, but honestly, I mean, 11 carries, 33 yards. I mean, that's pretty terrible. This is a guy who is getting drafted probably top five, top six. So he should be matchup proof. Um, and so seeing this, you know, the first time he plays a hard defense, I mean, it's definitely very concerning. Um, but like Joe mentioned, I mean, the schedule will free up. Um, but I mean, just looking at the Cowboys in general, I was very impressed by Dak Prescott. I mean, this is a guy, he did have a shoulder injury um, throughout preseason. He came out yesterday and threw 58 times. I mean, that's ridiculous. 400 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I find it's really important to mention what Mari Cooper did. I mean, 13 catches. He just looked unstoppable out there. Like no one could guard him. He was getting open anytime he wanted. Um, CD Lamb also played very well. He had a ton of drops and still, you know, produced. He had seven catches, 100 yards, a touchdown. Um, but yeah, but I mean, going to the Buccaneers, only thing I can say about the Buccaneers, I told you, I told you so. I mean, Tom Brady, it's, it's a Tom Brady year. He's going to get right through four touchdowns. He aired it out. He had two picks. I feel like it wasn't his fault. I mean, the, the guys kind of dropped the ball, but um, it was good to see Antonio Brown, Gronk. Guys who people kind of slept on do well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a very exciting game. All I'm saying is, and I'll be done with this game, is we've got the secrets. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I'm just – let's just be honest. The guys that went off last night, my fantasy MVP, Dak Prescott, B-Woods guy, Tom Brady. We've talked about Antonio Brown. We've talked about Gronk. We've talked about CeeDee Lamb. It's nothing new for us. It's just if you listen to our advice. Yeah, I don't – I mean, it concerned me that Dak threw that much. I don't think that was healthy for him. 58 times, man. Yeah, I don't think that was healthy for him at all. But, <laughs> I mean, you got to do what you got to do to win games. And that he, was gave the, he, 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 he gave you a 30-piece. He put him in the best position. He gave you a 30-piece. He gave you a 30-piece. You're not mad about it. Don't get it. me wrong. I started Tom Brady last night in one of my leagues. So, 
when I was happy. Tom Easley would have put up 35, had Leonard Fournette not have the ball bounce right off his face mask. And then on top of that, Chris Godwin decides to fumble at the one. Well, you look great, man. Why are you running a screen with Fournette? Put Geo in the game. Bro, Fournette was – other than that one play, Fournette caught the ball really well, other than that one play. And if he would have caught it, he was gone. Not for a touchdown, maybe, but he was definitely out the trap. But now we're going to go ahead and get into um, two questions. You know, we got from social media from guys. Uh, the first one was their two starter sit questions, and will we start Ryan Fitzpatrick or should you start Jalen Hurts? I think the answer is pretty clear. I'm not going to go in, on and on about it. I'm just going to go Jalen Hurts. I mean, it's, it's not hard for me to pick Jalen Hurts. I mean, even if he doesn't throw extremely well, which we don't know if he will or won't, but by some chance that happens that he doesn't throw extremely well, I'm very comfortable with the running upside. Like, I feel like I'm not going to say he's a lock to score a running touchdown, but he's he's at least – I feel like he's a lock for at least four, anywhere between 40 to 70 yards rushing. At least is where I'm at with it. Yeah, I think it's a no-brainer. He's starting Jalen Hurts. Yeah, same same way. Um, I love Jalen Hurts. He's playing against Atlanta. I think it's going to be a very you know high scoring game. Two bad defenses, uh, and then like Joe mentioned, he has the rushing upside. So yeah, I'm going Jalen Hurts. And then our second question was, should we start or should I start Melvin Gordon or should I start David Montgomery? I know David Montgomery is playing the Rams, but you didn't draft David Montgomery in round three to just sit him. That's just me. Like we all, we've already talked about this in our fantasy thing. Like you're not drafting your top four picks. There should be no reason that you knew we you knew when you drafted them what they were going into week one. There should be no reason that you're sitting anybody that was in your top three or four picks. Like that's a guy you have in your lineup that you think is going to help you win the championship. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think it's a good problem to have though for the first couple of weeks if you're having to choose between those guys and your flex. Uh, I don't think that's a bad problem to have, but I'd start Montgomery, but I do think Melvin Gordon's going to score a touchdown this week. They're playing the Giants. I think he'll find the end zone at least once. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm going with David Montgomery. Um, really, from a, a volume standpoint, he does have a very difficult matchup, but honestly, on week one, like Joe mentioned, you got to go with your guys. I mean, the Rams were a really great rush defense last year, but I mean, defenses change every single year. So, I mean, you really got to take a shot with your guys and just trust trust the process with your draft strategy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only fear of David Montgomery with playing against a rush, a great rush defense, is like you saw what happened to Zeke uh, yesterday. I mean, it can get bad depending on, you know, the flow of the game. But I mean, I kind of trust David Montgomery. I feel like they really depend on him in this offense. So I'm going with him. One little side note is, um, Broncos coach has already said he doesn't. He will play Javante Williams at any time in any situation. That just scares me. Like he said, he has no Stop. problem playing him at any time in Stop. any situation. I don't want to hear. I'm just telling you what he said. I don't. I know. I don't want to hear that. I mean, if that doesn't bother you, I mean, that means at any point, Melvin Gordon is coming out, and that yeah. scares me that you don't yeah, know when it, that's gonna. It's no certainty. It bothers me. So what am I start? Am I starting Marvin Jones in my flex over Melvin Gordon this week? <laughs> Hey, you, you see what happened to Ronald Jones, man. Okay, um, but we're not. <laughs> the Giants. The Giants' defense is actually pretty good. I don't know. You're, dis- not gonna say you're disrespecting Melvin Gordon. I'm not saying he can't have a good game. I'm just saying he carried like, the ball 26 times in their finale last year. They drafted a running back in the second round. You're telling me that Philip Lindsay wasn't there last year too? 
Phil Lindsay was banged up all year. Phil Lindsay's undrafted. Royce Freeman. Yeah, that speaks a lot to Philip Lindsay, who wasn't drafted in zero percent of drafts, unless you're in a sixteen to twenty team league. Really, he was drafted in ours. <laughs> who? Uh, I saw him the other day. I was trying to pick him Call up. Call him out. Call him Mar- out right now. Just unsliced bread. You know what? I'm gonna give Bird a pass. He's. The one, I'm not gonna get on Bird. He's the one person I'm gonna give a pass. But we're gonna go ahead and get into our some more matchups. That the guys didn't weren't able to uh, touch on, and the first one we're going to look at is Tennessee at Arizona. Um, I think the main question in this game is, what do you do with Edmonds or Connor? So I'm kind of I'm leaning towards Edmonds just because he's more familiar with the system. Because Kingsbury said he's he thinks yes, Edmonds is a three down back. I don't know how much that is. Coaches talk, so I don't take that with a grain of salt. But and I expect Edmonds to be in on more passing downs, so. That's just how in PPR leagues, I think he's a little more valuable. Unless Connor comes in and does something we don't think, or he gets like two goal line touchdowns. Yeah, I'm Connor's gonna get a goal line touch, I'm sure. Uh that's the only thing that concerns me. Uh I mean, I think if you're playing Edmonds, you're playing him in your flex. He's, I hope he's not your unless you went zero RB, then I guess he's your RB too. But yeah, I mean, I would wait and see with Connor. If Connor ends up getting 12 carries and scoring a touchdown, then he's in the conversation for you to start him next week. But this week, I think you hold him on the bench and you play Edmonds in your flex. Just we know how explosive the Cliff Kingsbury offense is, and that's something that is going to look really probably good for Edmonds. Yeah, if I had to choose between one of the guys here, it would definitely be Edmonds. And I mean, it's just based on the hype he's had this offseason. Um, like Joe mentioned, they're, they're talking about him possibly being a three down back. Um, and also, you know, Connor throughout the whole entire offseason was battling, you know, minor injuries throughout the uh, throughout camp. So um, Edmonds looks like the clear cut starter here. Um, it is going to be interesting to see what they do in the goal line. Um, the, the main reason I wouldn't start James Connor is because, I mean, I feel like he will be touchdown dependent. And when your quarterback is Kyler Murray, a lot of times those goal line touches can be taken away in that regard. So, I mean, if you if you can't really depend on him being the main guy on the goal line each time, it's kind of hard to play him. So, yeah, I would I would start Chase Edmonds and probably PPR leads at the flex. Um, but honestly, I prefer to kind of wait. If you do have that type of depth on your team, I would probably just try to wait and see how they do split up the carries. But yeah. Um, I don't really have any questions about D-Hop or comments. I mean, if y'all do, y'all can say them, but he's match-proof to me. I mean, only time I'm concerned a little bit is when he's playing Jalen Ramsey, which he'll do twice a year. But other than that, then, yeah, I'm, I'll start D-Hop every week with no regrets or regards. Is there a wide receiver, too? That's what I was going to ask. Are you starting – would you rather start uh, the rookie they drafted? What is it, Ron, is it Rondo Moore or yeah. um, Christian Kirk? Or in a deep league, AJ Green. I'm starting AJ Green over both of them. Oh, I don't, I don't care if it's a deep league or not. Like if you're if you're in that situation, I'm starting AJ Green. Yeah, I'm probably. Mm, I'm stuck between AJ Green and Christian Kirk, honestly. But honestly, I might go with AJ Green. I feel like he's kind of filling in that Larry Fitzgerald role. Um, he's just you know he's a proven wide receiver, and when he's healthy, you know he's still a great receiver. I mean. You seeing kind of like I know it's a totally different situation, but you seeing like when AB gets on the field and he's healthy and he's finally you know in great in a great offense. I mean, you see what type of things he can do when he's not having to be the number one 
receiver on the field. So I think that would definitely open things up for him and make things easier. So he actually might be a solid, solid guy to stash on your bench um, just to see what he does this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to make this long, but to me, it kind of helps. It seems like he's healthy so far, so so far so good. And this is, this is without a doubt the best quarterback he's ever played with. So that's just encouraging to me on a, on a side note. Um, I mean, Tannehill, like, again, like I would say, um, I'm starting him with no regrets. You know, I'm okay with playing Tannehill in. Not really a defense I wouldn't start Tannehill against, like, not putting him in the top five status, but, I mean, he's a really good fantasy quarterback since he's become a starter for the Titans. So, I'm I'm okay with starting him any week. So, and respectfully, Arizona has strengthened with J.J. Watt now. I guess Chandler Jones is going to play, but, I mean, he has said he doesn't want to be there. So, however that works out. So, the defense should be better for the Cardinals. Is I just don't think they automatically make a jump into, like, top five or top 10, top 15 defense. Yeah, I'm playing Tannehill. Um, I think he's going to probably – I mean, I bet he'll score a rushing touchdown this week. They'll be on the goal line, and he'll pull one from Henry and run one in. Uh, the wide receivers, too, I mean, I don't think there's really a reason to talk about Julio or A.J. Brown. You're starting both of them, um, despite not knowing a- or Julio's role in the offense. Um, but, yeah, Tannehill, I think, is a good start this week. And then – do you think that there's another guy in the offense besides those the obvious Tannehill, Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and Julio that you could play? No, I think we've kind of seen how this offense operates over the last two years. Um, where really, even last year, it was they were able to support a wide receiver two and a wide receiver one. Um, I think I just believe that Derrick Henry accounts for so much on the ground that it's almost impossible for a wide receiver three on that team or a tight end to be extremely dependable and relevant. Um, maybe a splash game here and there, but nobody you can really just hold on your roster. Are you streaming Anthony Frisker by any chance? <sighs> Honestly, no. I don't know what type of league you have to be in to do that. Yeah, no. I, I don't. I have no clue what type of league you have to be in to do that. I, I mean, if if you're in a twelve man double tight end league, then maybe yes. Yeah, if you're in a tight end premium or something like that, I guess. But like, it doesn't really make much <laughs> sense. Any aspect. Yeah. But going ahead and get into our next game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers playing the Washington Football Team. I guess for now, until they change their name, and. Uh, I guess some people going back to our start sit question, um, Fitzpatrick. I think he's, I think he's, a, I think he's a solid start. I wouldn't depend on it. Like if you have other options, I would start those guys. Um, I just think the Chargers. People don't really realize how, or people do realize, but if you're not like a keep up football everyday type thing, the Chargers defense really hurt last year. So I just think it makes a huge difference with them getting a healthy Joey Bosa back. They added Sante Samuel in the drafts, like. I just think they should be better. And Derwin James is back. Like, that's what I mean. Like, they've lost a lot of key guys that are all pro slash pro bowl players. Yeah. Unless you're in a really deep league, I don't think you need to start Fitzmagic. Um, I, I don't I don't have a lot to say about him right now just because we don't – I mean, we know he's going to sling the ball, but he's never been that relevant of a fantasy QB. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, I don't think you necessarily need to start him. Um, basically, in all these, I am. He's, I think he's still on free agency, so I don't think you really need to hold a roster spot down for him. Um, like Tilly mentioned, I mean, this guy's a wild card. He's used to jumping from team to team, so 
I'm not really fearful that he will, you know, try, be trying to get over any nerves or anything. He's going to sling the ball. He has, you know, great weapons on that team. Um, but I would just kind of do a wait and see approach with him. Maybe wait about two or three weeks because you know when he's hot, he's hot. Um, but when he's off, he's off. So I would kind of wait a couple of weeks to see how he looks in this offense. And I mean, I wouldn't start him this week, but I would definitely keep my eye on him though. Obviously, I'm locking in Terry McLaurin, no brainer. Um, obviously, Curtis Samuel left, and let's be real, he's probably not going to play. It was a hamstring injury, I believe, again. Um, so yeah, I'm, so other than him, I mean, I will wait to see what Diami Brown does, a rookie. Uh, Logan Thomas, I think, is a solid start. Like, um, I will start him every week, week in and week out. Like, obviously, if you have Logan Thomas, nine times out of ten, you didn't get one of the top three guys, so you settle for the Logan Thomases or people around his range. Yeah, I think that with uh, Curtis Samuel being out, that makes Logan Thomas's role just that much more important this week. Um, I am interested to wait and see what happens with De'Ami Brown. Uh, if he has a good week, I wouldn't be surprised if he's getting picked up a lot of places. But you got to remember that Curtis Samuel will be back eventually. Yeah, these guys basically said it all. I mean, Terry McLaurin is locked in. Um, I'm also playing Logan Thomas. He's a guy who I've really been hot on this offseason. Um, same as Tilly mentioned with Curtis Samuel down, um, just opens up um, more targets for these two guys. So I'm excited for both of them. Yeah, um, he has high anticipation going into the year. A lot of people have Herbert jumping into the top. Well, he should easily be to me a top 10 quarterback, but some people even have him maybe sliding into that top five to seven range, possibly, if he plays well enough. Um, like I said, Herbert is not Kyler Murray or anything, but if you actually look at the numbers, he actually does give you some decent rushing upside. I guess running numbers kind of remind me from a rushing art standpoint, kind of how Tannehill is some weeks. Like, you know, you can get those runs. We can get you 30 yards, maybe 30, 40 yards sometimes. But, yeah, I'm locked in on Herbert. Um, I'm expecting to have a bit, really, really big year. Um, yeah, I love Herbert. It just wasn't somebody I was targeting, but I love him as a player, though. You locked into starting him this week against arguably a top three defense. I'm gonna be honest, and I I don't care if anybody agrees. I'm to the point even after just a rookie year, he's matchup proof. I'll, I'll say it. I don't care who he's playing. I I literally do not care who Justin Herbert's playing. He will make you it. Took, if you took him early and you took Jalen Hurts later, you starting him or Jalen Hurts this week? I'm starting Justin Herbert. Like if I if I did that for a reason, I did that because I wanted to see if Jalen Hurts was actually going to be something. If you took Herbert early, there's no way you're starting Jalen Hurts and you took him six rounds later because you wasted a pick, man, if you're going to do that. Are you going to start Hurts? I like his matchup a lot better. Chase Young doesn't feel too good on top of you several times in one game. Oh, no, yeah, I'm I'm not disagreeing from that aspect. It's just plain and simple. Justin Herbert is head and shoulders better than Jalen Hurts until Purell. I mean, was, not even where, were you, where were you picking Herbert, though? What, like the sixth, the seventh? If I would have took him? No, yeah, I'm saying, I, I couldn't. About, hmm? Yeah, the seventh is about where he was getting picked, right? Sixth. Yeah. So if you pick him in the sixth and you pick out Jalen Hurts in the tenth, you that's too big of a difference for you to not start Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. I, I, let me jump in. I, I'm starting Jalen Hurts. I mean, I'm thank you. Thank you. No, no. Actually, I tear back. I'm oh, starting God. Justin Herbert. I'm yeah, sorry. Thank you. Coffee. It's the coffee. Uh, I'm starting Justin Herbert. Um, just going back to what I was saying earlier. I mean. It's week one. You go with your guys. I mean, it doesn't really matter about the matchup. If you drafted a quarterback at that spot, you're going to play him. I mean, you saw what Dak did yesterday. He's playing against a really great defense. Um, 
you could have pivoted from him, but you saw what he did. I mean, if if the guy's a competitor, especially at the quarterback position, I feel like you just go with your guy. If it doesn't work out week one, hey, you, you made a mistake, but that's why you have Jalen Hurts. Then you can play him next week. But I'm, I'm going with Justin Herbert this week. Jalen Hurts finishes higher than Justin Herbert this week. Mark my words. I'm not going to say that's not true. I'm just saying I'm not taking Jalen Hurts. Bet me. Go ahead. I'll bet bet you on it. (laughs) I'm writing that down. Give me a second. But I'm not going to touch in this long, just speed things up a little bit. But but Edgar has a hamstring injury. Take it with a grain of salt. But I I don't know what to tell you. If you you drafted him high, honestly, if if, if they say he's a go, then you play him. I'm sorry for the grace, but it's not really an option. If you have Eckler, I would definitely go out and grab um, Justin Jackson. I believe he's the RB2, um, just in case. You know, I mean, it's week one. You, it's, it's too early to really deal with these types of injuries and not have the handcuff. I mean, if you have a clear sign in front of you, I would take it and grab his back. I'm going to go ahead and get into our next matchup, and that would be Cleveland at Kansas City. And, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to question. If you have Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, or Kelsey, you start them. There you go. That's that's the synopsis on that. Um, McCole Harmon might be the only one that's a throw in deeper leagues, or yeah, if you're really in a stretch, maybe you could try McCole Harmon. I mean, they say he's supposed to have a bigger role this year, so we'll see how much that happens. And yeah, I'm not playing McCole Harmon, but if you are in a deeper league, then take a shot. Hey, hey let me jump in on that. I heard uh, actually Byron Pringle was actually the the next man up behind Tyreek Hill. Any, I believe it. Any thoughts on that? Would you would you take a shot on that or not? Nah? I mean, not this week, but I'm not taking any shots on McCall Harmon. He's got a thousand yards in two in 32 games. Uh, 500 I, highest was 560 last year. I'm not taking any chances of that for especially for week one. If I had to throw a shot, I would prefer Demarcus Robinson over the other two just for the sake of this week. Um, but for Cleveland, um, I don't know. I, I'm not – I don't ever see myself playing Baker. I just don't think the upside is there for me. Like, occasionally it might be here and there. I just I – don't, I don't ever think the upside is there. Yeah, I think the only definite start in the offense is uh, Nick Chubb. The rest of them are kind of iffy. I mean, maybe Hunt and your flex, but definitely not Baker, I don't think, this week. Yeah, in my opinion, I feel like the Browns are definitely going to try to keep the, the ball on the ground here and try to keep the ball out of my home's hands. So I'm definitely with Chubb, and I would definitely flex Kareem Hunt as well in PPR. Um, as far as receivers, I wouldn't start either one, but between Odell and Jarvis, I'm more on the Jarvis side if I had the whole one on my bench, especially in PPR. Um, it's like he, he always has like a solid floor. Almost reminds me of like Tyler Boyd. So I would I would definitely hold him on the bench, but that's about it. <clears throat> so yeah, next we have Miami at New England, and this is a big division matchup. Especially, it'll matter a lot down the line depending on how tight these teams are record wise. But um, obviously, the obvious question is, do you play Mac Jones? My answer is no. But I just think there's absolutely no rushing upside, none in the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, so if he passes that much, then great. But I just don't see the Patriots like going air raid all of a sudden. I still think they still want to run the ball. I don't, I'm not going to say they're more run heavy or pass heavy. I, I can't really tell with Mac under the, the center um, t- until a couple of games to kind of see where they're going with the offense. But, yeah, um, I, I don't – I'm not starting Mac, nor am I rostering him. Yeah, I mean, 
I you can't start him this week, but in a Belichick system, you never know. In a couple of weeks, you could start him. Also, I'm I really think Miami's defense is going to be great this year. So especially not this week, I would not start Mac Jones. Yeah, same boat. Only guy I would really start is Demi Harris. I fight also in twelve man's PPRs. Maybe this is a little sleeper to throw in there. Maybe stash that James White if they are seeming to go back to that Tom Brady style offense. I mean, you know, the Patriots never really rely everything on one running back. They usually have a rusher and then a pass catcher. So you could stash him just to see how they utilize him now, knowing that Matt Jones is quarterback. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, start Damian Harris if you have to. I prefer not to in PPR leagues, but just kind of to see where he is. He's not going to catch the ball. It just is what it is. Um, yeah, I know. He's not going to get you any points sitting on your bench in our league. You're right. Um, but if you did go zero RB, then he's not the worst guy to start. I believe Damian Harris will have 1,000 yards this year. I believe he will be those one of those guys that could possibly get you a touchdown you know, every week I have the possibility of getting you a touchdown. I'm sure pretty sure he's the goal line guy. Stevenson may come in occasionally to get some goal line work. James White is obviously not the goal line guy unless they're passing the ball. So, I mean, I like Damian Harris. I think if he's – he definitely has touchdown up top. I mean, it's possible that, you know, he can get in that seven to eight range of touchdowns this year. But, I mean, um, anybody you want to play from Miami? I mean, I'm not playing two either. Let me make that clear. I'm not playing two either. You're but playing anybody, Gaskin. Yeah, Gaskin. Okay. And and uh Gasecki. Yeah. Those guys are I think lock starts, you know, wherever you have them at your uh lineup. If you're blessed enough to where you have Gaskins and you don't have to start him, then I would like to know who your running backs are. No Miami receiver? Absolutely not. Not, not this week. Maybe maybe Will Fuller once he gets off the suspension. I need a month before I look at any of those receivers because I don't know what's going on. Um next is a game where it's a new start in New Orleans for Jameis Winston, who is not a quarterback. So, you know, it's going to be different not seeing Breeze and Rodgers go back and forth. Um, now, Jameis is a guy I'm interested in starting, honestly. If I could, I'm interested in starting him. So, I don't I don't think I would, but if you're in deeper leagues or if you decided to really not draft a quarterback like that, I think he's a good option to stream. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess. I'm, I'm curious to see what they do with Taysom Hill. Because uh, they have four quarterbacks rostered. So I, it looks like they're not going to be concerned to let Taysom Hill play that tight end role again and score in the end zone. So that should be interesting to see. But I guess you could start Jameis if you did not take a quarterback till really late. Yeah, uh, I'm excited for Jameis, but I probably wouldn't start him this week just because it's mainly just because of his receiving options. Um, I would kind of wait and see, like, what that even looks like. I mean, out of the receivers, I would possibly throw Marquez Callaway out there in a 12-man PPR at the flex. I mean, somebody's got to catch the ball besides Kamara. Um, but, I mean, touching on Kamara, I mean, you know he is. He's, I thought he's going to be a workhorse. He's going to be relied on so much. I would look into stashing his backup, um, Tony Jones Jr. Uh, Joe kind of put me onto this guy. He's a very explosive running back. Similar play styles, Kamara. So, if something were to happen to Kamar, I think he's a, a great fit in that offense. So, I mean, if you're into stash and handcuffs, I feel like he's a good guy to look into. Um, <clears throat> A-Rod is a no-brainer. I don't have much to say. Check that off the box. Um, 
Tanyan. I think if you start a Tanyan or if you draft a Tanyan, you obviously should be starting him unless, you know, he really in your league, he really felt that deep means you're tight in two and you don't have to. I mean, um, but yeah, I'll be comfortable starting time. I think I have a bigger role this year. A Rod's more comfortable with them. It got more um, work together. Just finally got a full all season together that you know wasn't too weird or anything. So I'm okay with starting time. I wouldn't expect like huge upside, but I me mean, as a possibility. Yeah, I agree. Uh, are you starting any other wide receivers besides Devontae Adams? I don't even know why they're rostered. Um, maybe Lazar should be rostered. Um, because he did, he, he had a flash before he got that major injury. Lazar was definitely the hot thing on the block. He was definitely having a chance to become that legit number two in the Packers offense. But Randall Cobb is back now. So, and they drafted Amari Rodgers. So I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's like it's a lot of people there. And they still have Marquez Valdez scaling. Yeah, it's just a mess for me. I'm not starting anybody else than Devontae Adams. Um, so, going to Denver and the Giants of New York. Obviously, the biggest question mark is what do you do with Saquon? Um, if they say if they say he's a go, just like Austin Eckler, you have to start him. It's not it's not an option. You drafted him that high, you can't you can't run away from it. You have you have no choice but to start him. It is what it is. I mean, I prefer to, if you if you really are that deep and you don't like again, if Miles Gaston is your third running back and you really don't want to play Saquon just to see what happens, then you can do that. But I don't see the point in that. There's no reason you drafted him that high. It's just watch him see it. Yeah, you have like you said, you have to play Saquon. It's not really up for discussion. Yep, same thing. Um, I actually own Saquon in one league. Um, one thing I would do if you do own him is probably pick up Devontae Booker just in case he's, he gets out there and realizes, wait, my knee still hurts. Um, but, yeah, you got you to gotta put Saquon out there. You know his upside. Um, when he's healthy, I mean, he's one of the best backs in the league, in my opinion. So, yeah. If he does that mid-game, you're screwed. Exactly. Hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> and it's also important, pay attention to see what the coaches say about if he will be like on a snap count, if they'll limit his reps on lots of fight. That's important because if they're only saying, oh, we're only giving him 10 carries, and maybe you, you might have to reconsider starting him. So pay attention to that this week. Um, I don't know where Galladay is at with the hammy. I will not own any Galladay. I will not be trading for Galladay. I don't like Galladay. I'm just gonna make it clear. I don't know how else to say it for you. If you own Galladay, this is not any shade towards you. If he's on your bench, I love that though. I like that. I'll roster him there. But that's where he would be staying for me until otherwise. Who do you think will be the number one receiving target um this week? There is Galladay. If he if Galladay is there. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I like Sterling Shepard. That's Shepherd just where too. I'm going with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But going into uh, the Broncos, well, if you have Melvin Gordon, sorry, Telly, don't know what to say. Uh, I'll let you talk. I, I don't know what to do. Um, I wouldn't like that headache, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think, I mean, it's going to be a headache. Week one, I think it's less of a headache. I think you can start him this week. Next week, it might be a little harder, especially if Javante Williams gets in and runs for like a 60 yard touchdown. Then you've got issues, and you might not hear from me because I'll be sulking in the fact that I picked both of them. Yeah, it's definitely a weird situation. Um, because when I looked at this backfield, 
comment during the preseason kind of reminded me of like the Ronald Jones Fournette thing where it's like it's two guys who are really splitting carries, like splitting work. Um, so I fight one of these guys is going to hit. Um, it's just which one. Um, but I mean, right now, I guess I'm going with Melvin Gordon um, between him and Williams this week. Um, he's the veteran. I think he's going to get first touches. So hopefully he gets an end zone. Yeah, then we'll have the Chicago Rams. The Chicago Rams. Oh, Lord. Yep, that's staying in. That's staying in. <laughs> we have the Chicago Series playing Stanley Rams. But um, I think Stafford's a lot. You should be starting Stafford. Um, the Bears do have a good defense, but I expect high things from Stafford. He's I've said this year in and year out. I think he's a really elite quarterback, just like a lot of people in the football world do. Like, I really love Stafford. I just think he just was never in the right situation, but completely. I mean, so some people may disagree, but I think Stafford's, I think Stafford's elite. I'll say that for myself, however you look at it. But So we'll see how it loos in the McVay, McVay's new offense. I honestly think that you're starting Stafford, you're starting Woods, you're starting Cup, and you're starting Higby um, and Henderson. I mean – that we McVay's offense is always going to be solid, and that's uh, I mean, that's the extent of guys that I would play in this offense this game. So, I don't, I don't have a lot to say about their offense. We know what it does. Any interest in stashing Sony Michelle just to see what they do with their backfield or not? Nah? Yeah, you can hold a bench spot for him, but if you have it, if you don't have it, then no. But I would. Yeah, I say I wouldn't. I wouldn't prioritize it. I mean, and I have Henderson, so I mean, I wouldn't. It is what it is. If something happens to Henderson, I'm God bless me. I'll go from there. I got another question though. Um, which receiver are you most concerned about between Cooper Cup and Robert Woods? Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is always the. You're not gonna get. Uh, you'll get a flash play from him occasionally, but I think that Robert Woods. They put him in, they do everything with him. They put him in the backfield. He runs the ball. I think that his role in the offense is more, is safer than Cooper Cups, in my opinion. I'm not worried about Cup. I don't need to explain it. You just explained it. For the Bears, if you have Montgomery, I'm praying for you, but start him anyway. And I have Allen Robinson. So Andy Dalton just throwing the ball. The rest will figure itself out. It works for the rest of the quarterbacks. So uh, just do it. Don't, don't do anything stupid. Just throw Dallin Robinson. The rest will work out. Uh, Are you starting Darnell Mooney by any chance? If you're in a deeper league, I, I I actually wouldn't mind starting Mooney. I think he's actually a really good receiver. Like, I really think the quarterback play was so bad, and he got open so, so many times. His route running is really – and people may not agree, but his route running, like, it really reminds me of Deontay Johnson. Like, if you really watch him, you really – like, he he has really good route running. Like, he really just gets open. He just needs somebody to get him the ball. I personally probably wouldn't start him. Just just based on like the history of the Bears, like the last few years, it's like I want them to show me that they can actually support a wide receiver too. Um, outside of Al Robinson for once before I start him. But I mean, he's definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye on. I mean, like Joe mentioned, I mean the talent is there. Um, it's more so just seeing what the Bears offense looks like right now. Yeah, so uh Bern has to head out a few minutes early. So um like we said, now that we're at this point in the season, um, on the last episode of the week, before the game start, we'll be giving you guys our lock bets of the week. Best everything you can lock in um, if you do gamble. So, uh, Brandon, what's your lock of the week? 
Yeah, so my lock of the week is coming in the game between the Tennessee Titans and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, right now, the spread is um, the Titans by uh, negative three. Um, so I'm taking the Titans on that one. And there's two teams that I'm really hyping up this year outside of my Steelers. Um, it's the Buccaneers and it's the Tennessee Titans. I mean, I just feel like their, their offense in general already was just a cheat code um, with Derrick Henry running the ball. Tannehill playing efficiently, A.J. Brown, you're adding Julio Jones to this equation. I mean, I just think it's going to be one of those years for them. Um, it is definitely going to be a great game because we know how good, you know, Kyler Murray is in Arizona and everything. But I just think they'll be able to really control the game on the ground as well as make those splash plays um, in the air. And it's going to definitely be a shootout, but I see Tennessee Titans um, taking a win in this one. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a great game. But, yeah, that's, that's my lock pick. And there you have it, folks. That is the first lock of the week. You will hear our other two when me and Taylor are done talking about the last game. Well, I guess it's just me and you, buddy. Right. But uh, uh um, yeah, last game in, of the week. Let's get into the let's get into the knee team. So now we have my Baltimore Ravens against the Las Vegas Raiders. This is oh where I wish God. we had a soundboard because I would play like a baby crying. No, literally, we need to get a sound. I'm not trying to be funny. We actually need to look into that. We need to get a soundboard ASAP. But, yes, I'm not excited to talk about this. Start Lamar if you have Lamar. Start Mark Andrews if you have Mark Andrews. And not touch nobody anybody. else not in start. the offense. <laughs> Literally, don't start anybody else. Do not start anybody else. I mean, the Ravens I, defense. Yes, and that Ravens defense. And Justin Tucker, I'm sorry. For if those who – some people don't do kicker leagues, but if you do, then, yeah. But um, – Reports this morning have said Devontae Freeman will be moved to the practice squad and Latavius Murray will be moved to the active roster. So it will be Latavius Murray and Le'Veon going week one. So take that as you want. I really don't think either of those guys are a bad flyer. If you really are in a tough position, I think neither of them are a bad flyer. But, yeah, Derek Carr, um, no, I'm not starting him against his defense. I wouldn't start Derek Carr almost any week, to be honest with you. I just don't think the upside is there anymore with his receivers. Um. I'm sure we both agree you just start Waller. I mean, that's only guy. I mean, you start Jacobs, obviously, but we'll see how that goes. But Waller's the 100% lock into your line to play from the Raiders. Do you want any Kenyon Drake? No, I do not. I do not want him. I do not want Josh Jacobs. And maybe we'll over-exaggerate this a little bit. I do think some people over-exaggerate, and I think Kenyon Drake will have a role, but I still think people forget. Like, Josh Jacobs it will still get a good amount of carries. I think some people overlook into it a little bit. It's just when they're playing from behind a lot, that's what's going to hurt Jacobs. That He actually catches the ball pretty well. Like, he did it in college really well. So, it's like it's not like he can't do it. I just don't know why the Raiders don't use him I mean, a lot in the passing. I think they should use him a bit more. That shouldn't be real. Yeah, I don't have much more to say about this game. Well, sad for the Ra- the Ravens might have the most decorated backfield in the NFL right now, and they're all guys that might not do good. So, yeah, so take that with a grain of salt. And uh, I always say this: he does it every year in Week One. Those same in your lineup if you want. That is absolutely fine with me. I mean, he does it every year in Week One. It may just be a Week One thing, but whatever. At this point, what are your other options? He's really not a bad play. We're gonna still gonna pass the ball. He's really. It's not, it's not a terrible play. Like, if you have to put a metro flex. You have the horrible decision in, like, a double flex league or a deep flex league of having to choose between Henry Ruggs and Marcus Brown. Who are you starting? Hollywood. 
I just I don't until Henry Ruggs shows me otherwise, I I don't like what they do with him. Like I just don't like it. Like Hollywood Brown, you could say is not like crazy impressive. Like like I say, end of the year really strong if you look at it. And he's not gonna give you top 15 upside, but he could be a top 30 guy. I mean, it's not impossible for him to be like a top 36 guy. So I mean, like you might get lucky and you know, get a big splash player too, and then you might not be you might not regret playing him at the flex. But um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and get into our lock bets of the week. And I'll go ahead. My lock bet of the week is the Minnesota Vikings playing the Bengals. I'll take the Vikings, and they are three-point favorites on the spread. Um, I'm not saying the Vikings are the Buccaneers, but I'm confused on when the Bengals got that good and the Vikings got that bad. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not understanding. Um, I expect them to give Dalvin Cook a heavy dosage. I just think the Vikings are just flat out the better team. Like I don't know how else to say it. I definitely have the Vikings winning by at least a touchdown or more. My lock might, might get looked at kind of sideways here. But I'm gonna take the only. I'm be the only one that takes an underdog. I'm taking the Colts at plus three against Seattle. It's uh, one o'clock in Indy. I just really like the Colts defense, and their offensive line is phenomenal. And I haven't seen enough from the Seahawks defense in recent years to make me want to say that it's going to be a field goal game. Um, I think that if you watched last year, the Colts were pushing the Titans for that division. And I think they're very versatile on that offensive side. I know Carson Wentz doesn't have legs to run, but Naeem Hines is a great pass catching back, arguably one of the best ones, one of the best non-starter pass catching backs in the NFL. And then you've got Jonathan Taylor. And I mean, I know the wide receivers are a question, but I think that defense is really going to keep this game a low scoring game. And I think the Colts win, honestly. Yeah, um, on certain books, um, the spread is two and a half. Does that bother you? That the I, I'd, just... I'd probably I'd probably take the Colts money line if I was betting the game. Because just okay. because I, like I said, I locked I would lock them a plus three, but I also think that they're going to win. I, their defense is amazing. Yeah, and they're going to run the ball heavy. Just see how good they can run without Quentin Nelson. It's just at that two and a half, we're taking them on the spread. Um, and you and you do get it at two and a half. I will wait to see if it goes up to three. But if you get it at two and a half, that scares me because I'm going to be so upset if they lose by a field goal. Um, nothing is worse in betting than half point losses. There, there's absolutely nothing worse in betting than, than losing by a half point. It just it, it literally tears your soul apart. Yeah, well, but, that um, missed uh, that missed extra point saved me last night. Yeah, I started Zerline and I wasn't. Uh, mad. He got me 11, which actually for a kicker, that's a really good week. But he easily could have had 17. Like, he could have had like 17 points for me. So that really, like, if you get 15 plus points from your kicker, that's almost, unless your other players play bad, it's almost a league, like, winning type week, like, for your kicker to give you that 15 plus points. That's, that just doesn't happen every week. But, yeah. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. Be safe out here. Drink safe whenever you're drinking. Uh, for this weekend, for the games, whatever you do, um, gamble safely. Um, if you do gamble, we do not promote nor endorse gambling. But it's just something we like um, to throw in here. Like it's a little different than what some podcasts do. Um, just a little something to, you know, get you guys a little interested. You know, uh, maybe we can help win you some money. So, you know what I mean? Uh, if you really like all three of the bets, then parlay it. Maybe it works out in your favor. 
Um, we're going to uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you listen all the way through, um, you guys can follow us on all social medias at podcast EGS and um, share with your friends, family. Um, we appreciate the support. Even if fantasy football is not your thing, we appreciate the support. Um, anything to say, Tilly? Steelers. Did you say go Steelers? Go Steelers. Go Big okay. Ben. Okay. Um, I have Deontay, so go Deontay. Um, but on that note, we'll head on out and, uh, guys have a good weekend. We'll see you next time.